When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm not going to talk to you. But... <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Flow Track Podcast. I am Kevin. He is Gordon. Warmer evening here in yeah, Eugene, Oregon, but we can't complain. Day five is a wrap. We saw the men's. 1500 and four meter hurdle finals at the end of the night. We're also going to talk about the 200 prelims for men and women, which were very spicy indeed. And we'll talk about some field events and get you ready. That's right, for the men's 800 with a prediction contest that promises to be hilarious. <laughs> because listen, none of you guys are getting it right. I just know that ahead of time. None of you are getting it right. Gordon, how are you doing? I'm doing great. It is hot. Last time it was this hot was, I think, day one when I made my crazy prediction. So hopefully yeah. I don't fall into that trap of making wild takes because of the heat that I was sweating in that podcast. I'm sweating in this podcast. So Gordon plus sweat plus a microphone might be bad, but you're going to you're going to rein me in on uh, my takes. But yeah, overall, before we even get into uh, action, no, we'll talk about it at the end. Let's talk about, I think the upset of the meet so yeah. far. Jakob Ingebrigtsen, a man who I deemed wasn't going to lose for the next 10 years, loses in a race that some would say was set up for a Jakob-style win. It was honest. Jakob had great position the entire race. But Jake Whiteman just got a, just had a better day and beat him stride for stride. There is no kookiness to the, to the way the st- strategies played out. Yeah. He just straight beat him head-to-head. And it was a very impressive win because no one was at Jake Whiteman as winning the gold here in Eugene. I mean, maybe outside of his own camp, but, you know, if people were going to think if a Brit was going to upset Jakob, it would have been Josh Kerr, the, the man we were talking about for the mm-hmm. past two podcasts. So incredible performance by Whiteman. What are your thoughts on his career right now and the fact that he's able to take down Jakob in very impressive fashion. Well, he was shocked. He was stunned. I mean, the upset is two parts. It's Jakob not winning, but also it's Jacob Whiteman, the winning. guy getting the gold medal. Because if Chariot won or Kipsang won or even Kerr won, those are people who we would have said, all right, upset, but mild upset. I mean, you saw Whiteman's face across the line. You could read his lips. Oh, my God. Like, he was in shock. He was stunned. His dad is the in-stadium announcer. Yes. So he, he called the race. So there was just so much emotion running through him and, and general just surprise. And listen, he ran a really smart race and it was very clear what the intention was early on. You know, Kip saying Cherry, Britson all moved to the front. 
they're driving the train. They're they're clicking off these laps from you know 55, 56 in that range. Jakob takes the lead at a, at about 700, holds it till 200 to go, and that's when Whiteman got an edge. And you're thinking, all right, maybe Jakob can hold tight, rally for one last push in the final 50. But Whiteman held him at bay. I mean, Whiteman made one big move and then held it to the line. I mean, it reminded me of a little bit of previous era, you know, pre-Timothy Cherry 1,500-meter style running where there was a little bit of tactical acumen sprinkled in there, but they did it off of a fast pace. I mean, you had three guys sub-330 in this race, and you go back and you look at his, his results for the year. I mean, he ran and won in Rabat in the Diamond League. Then he goes to the UK Championships. He gets the win there. But an indoor season, he, he had some um, spotty results. I ran a couple 3Ks and then DNF'd a 1,500. And he was third at the at the Bislett Games in the mile. Oslo in the mile. Yeah, so he had good races. Did that point to this guy's going to win the gold? No, I don't think it did. I mean, I, I guess where you would have inferred that he could get on the podium was after those, you know, those first two rounds, you know, you're just judging aesthetically. Oh, he looked easy coming across the line. That could be fool's gold. Just, this was a stunning result. This was a big shock. This was a big upset. Um, I thought Hingebrigtsen would be able to handle it. I mean, he, he's handled those fast paces before, but it's tough to lead from the front. That's the lesson here. It is tough to do a drive from 700 meters and, and still hold on for the gold. So typically when there's upsets, it's an upset in one of two ways. Did Jakob lose this race or did Jake win it? I think Jake won the race. I think Jake won the race because he, I mean, Jakob still was going against a crazy good field and still got second. Yeah. Right. And I, you watch this back. What could he have done? Like, what's the alternate path for Ingebrigtsen? If he doesn't take over at 700, what happens? The pace probably slows and then you introduce some other guys into this field that can kick. I don't know what it is you do. You know, McSwain went out hard too. He was in that in that group. You got a little bit out of McSwain, but there was nobody to take over that pace. So what's what's Jakob supposed to do in that scenario? This was his best plan. He just didn't have that little extra gear. I have a theory. Yeah. Do you think that Jakob underestimated Whiteman and was like, if Whiteman was in, if Cherry was in Whiteman's position, or if Josh Kerr was in Whiteman's position, or if Kip Sang was in Whiteman's position, he would have took it more seriously and realized, okay, the effort to make this pass is going to be a little bit harder, so I need to make a move quicker yeah. or earlier. Maybe he thought like, oh, this guy, I beat him every year. I beat him every time I run, but I can get him in, in the final 100 meters. Yeah, that's a lot of thinking to do with 200. It'd be one thing if Whiteman went to the front two laps out and then a gap formed and he didn't close it. I would be more onto your theory, but it was with 200 to go. At that point, you got to go. All out. Paul brings up a good point in the chat. He said, Jakob didn't look like he had that extra gear in the home straight. He was looking around from 20 meters out. He knew he was well beaten. I noticed that too. Like as soon as Whiteman kind of had enough of a gap, he like looked on both sides. All right, let me just secure silver and move on. It's, it's just tough to go from that that far out. I mean, it's tough when Chariot was doing it. It's tough when Ingebrigtsen did it. it you need, Becky Piegon makes that look easy. And, and even she, you know, had a well-timed one big push to the front. Jakobs is more like, I'm just going to squeeze the life out of the entire field throughout this from 700 on in. And it just, you have so much quality behind you. You got to be able to have your A game. And if you're a little bit off, it opens the door. And that's what happened. Uh, further down, um, Katir gets third. Yeah. Spain goes 2-3. I mean, 3-4. Yeah. Uh, Mario Garcia-Romo 
NCAA gets fourth at Worlds. That's that. Not, I mean, not the NCAA champion, and then gets fourth at Worlds. Yeah, that's crazy. That's great. You, you can't win NCAAs, but I can get fourth at with Worlds. a three thirty. With a three thirty, huge PB. Uh, I feel like that's like the kind of the breakout. I mean, obviously, Whiteman winning is a huge breakout. Whiteman's been in this mix. He's been on the circuit, but for Mario Garcia Romo in his first, you know, postseason as a pro. Goes out there and gets fourth at the Worlds. I think that was pretty impressive. Yeah, that I was so wrapped up watching the yeah. battle for gold and silver that I didn't even see. I didn't even notice who was coming across. Kerr, 330, gets fifth. Cherry, sixth. Kip Sang, seventh. I mean, that that's crazy how deep that race was. Abel Kip Sang, who's been running really well this year, could only get seventh. Uh, Lemmy, McSwain, Rosmus, Fontes, and then Josh Thompson, the U.S. finished in, in 12th place. So... Yeah, I think Garcia Romo was the, the biggest non-Whiteman surprise uh, on the positive side of things. And I was a bit surprised that Kip Sang and Cherry finished that far down. But they wanted to get the pace going. And that they they all kind of served as rabbits, in a way, for, for Jake Whiteman. Last take, last question towards you. Yeah. Will we look back at this championship result as the beginning of the end? Or just a one-off random blemish for Jakob Ingebrigtsen? A one-off blemish. I mean, he's got the 5K coming later. He's obviously now motivated more than ever. But I think the expectations for Jakob aren't going to be that he's never going to lose a race. I mean, you've said that, but (laughs) at the time, I thought that was ridiculous. But when you say beginning and the end, are you saying he's never going to win a global gold again? I think he's going to win a global gold again. Is he going to run off a string of four in a row? No, I think it's so hard to do in that event. The greats make it look easy when they do it, but... It's just it's there's too much tactics involved in this race to and, and the fields right now are just too deep to expect that every single time. So, you know, either you gotta be able to run three twenty seven and just not even be affected by tactics, or you gotta be able to up your game. I, I guess the only thing kind of missing is just like, all right, having that little, you know, that kick or being or being able to say, Hey, listen, you guys wanna go slow? Fine. I'm not gonna t- I'll, I'll go with whatever the lead is gonna do, but I'm not gonna touch the lead not going to do it and be confident that he can do that. And if it slows down to 340 pace, then he can kick from 100 out and win. So if he could get that part of his running down, which and easier said than done, because you're going against guys just with insane top end speed, that would open up that last little avenue of, hey, okay, this guy's unbeatable. He can literally do kind of, he can win whatever way he wants, sort of in the way Stefan Hassan was for those two years. But that's, that's just hard to do. I mean, Run faster is going to make you – it's just like an obvious point. Like, hey, Jakob, you want to get faster? Run faster. Everybody knows that. That's just it's common sense. So is this now in the power rankings of how to uh, name a person whose name is Jake that it's better to call them Jake than Jakob? Like, yeah, changing the guard of the Jakob versus Jake uh, power rankings? Well, and you, you pointed out, too, that Josh Kerr was in there, too. And there's Josh Thompson. So four Js. In well, the, there's in Josh the- and Joshua Thompson. So yeah. Joshua, no, Josh beat Joshua, Jake, and Jake beat Jakob. Yeah, that's a good point. So I didn't think of that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's little things. You know, that's what I'm here for. Listen, it was supposed to be Norway's night. It was. Is anybody from Norway in the chat? If there's someone from Norway in the chat, um, pour one out. Pour one out for Norway. Yeah, it's, it was pouring out. I got some water. Hold on, give me the trash can. We're gonna pour one out. No, don't pour. You don't want water in the trash can. Just drink the water. It's uh, really pour, hot. Okay. You know, it's hot to do that. We thought. You know, when you look at the schedule initially, before before Warholm was injured, you thought, hey, this this could be Norway's night with the 15 and the and the Formula Hurls. Didn't happen. 
But Allison Dos Santos goes from bronze in Tokyo to gold here. You had a feeling this was going to happen. I had a feeling this was going to happen. But to actually do it against Warholm and Rye Benjamin. Yeah, I mean, going into the race, there was a question mark. Bigger question mark on Warholm than Benjamin. But you knew that they both were dealing with injuries. Dos Santos had been running extremely well the entire season. Yeah. Looked fresh, looked healthy, had a very, you know, pep in his step coming through the mix zone after the prelims and the semifinals. Uh, and he just did what he had to do. You know, you could argue, does the same result happen if Benjamin is 100%, if Warholm's 100%? I don't know. It's not fun to think that way because you got Dos Santos, even if Warholm was healthy, Dos Santos still ran 46 too. He ran the yeah. championship record. Yeah. Like, that's no joke. I mean, obviously, we're now looking towards 45 seconds as a new normal, which yeah. shouldn't be the new normal. He ran low 46s. That gets it done, you know, 99 times out of 100. And Dos Santos, third I mean, the fastest time in history. Third fastest time in history. What do you, he's young too. He's in 22. He was born in 2000. So, so he's 22. Yeah. 22 years old. He was the third wheel of the Rio, of, of the Tokyo Olympics. And now, there's a party here in this 400 hurdles. Uh, when we get a healthy Carson Warholm, Benjamin's still going to be eyeing for that first gold. Yeah. This 400-meter hurdle is just getting better. Now Warholm has a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. Dos Santos has the swag now. Yeah. Rye still has the, I need just to get one. I'm really excited. But yeah, Dos Santos, he is basically capping off, you know, I think it's a perfect season, right? He hasn't lost all year. No, he hasn't. Yeah. He, beat, he beat Rye early on. And- yeah in Doha and he's just gone on from there. I was just, you know, your eyes are on Warholm and he looks like the old Warholm he looked good in the first five or six hurdles. Yeah. Something was off there. I, you know, you don't know if it's just that something happened with a hamstring. We'll hear a mix zone from interview from him at some point, or maybe it's just lack of reps just yeah. because he's been dealing with the hamstring issue. And then it all came apart from him. And then he was, he was at, once he was out of the medals, you're probably just thinking, he's probably just thinking, all right, just conserve, yeah. get to the finish line. Yeah. Don't do any long-term damage. He had the lead on the back turn, I, I believe. Cause I was trying yeah, to, see, yeah. I, you, it's easy. You know, you try to see who gets over the hurdle first. Yeah. But the Santos wasn't in the lead on like hurdle six or seven. It wasn't until like eight till he took a command lead. And then Rye was just too far back for there to be any close finish. So Santos, man, he's he's tall, which is probably good for the the four hundred hurdles. So smooth and smooth. so smooth on the hurdles, yeah. Hell okay. of a runner, dude. He might break forty six seconds next year, maybe even end of this year. You know, if you're league. yeah, if you're a fan of the event as a whole, which I think it's hard not to be at this point, you just hope for good health from Warholm and good health for Rye Benjamin, or all three of them for next yeah. year, and just then you're gonna have another epic twenty twenty four because they're. Well, no, 2023. 2023, yeah, but and Olymp- 24 and 25. Class. We could have three more years of this. We could have three more years of this because they're all so young and they're all in their prime. But that was the first time Warholm lost since, since 2018. It's been a Not while. Not counting the DNF. Correct. My apologies. Gotcha. Come on, man. You should do your research. Guys, I'm sorry. Jordan has bad takes. I have bad facts. Exactly. Ooh, that's a apologize. good line. I should, make, I should make that a t-shirt. Takes greater than facts. <laughs> Gordon has bad takes. Kevin has bad facts. Let's talk about the 200... Oh, Tra- oh, Trevor Bassett. Trevor Bassett yes, comes up for bronze. Um, what a run for him. They initially showed Happio getting the bronze over Bassett. Um, but Bassett gets it. So two more medals for the United States. Bassett, unsponsored. Still unsponsored. does D2 not have a sponsorship. Guy. D2. 
ran well world indoors. Now he's getting a medal. Like it's kind of like a not rags to riches, but you know, D two. No one really paying attention to him. You know, his NCA titles aren't really looked at the same way a Division one NCA title is. He does so well at world indoors, but you're like it's indoors. Who cares? Then it's, he's just in the shadow of Rye, and you know this whole Karsten Rye Dos Santos. There's no way he's gonna break up that big three, but he does. And uh, Trevor Bassett, he uh, he was a great interview in the in the stadium, like in the stadium out there. He's like he's like God bless USA, and, he's and like, everyone hyping, just loved it. <laughs> everyone was he's hyping yeah. up the crowd, so it was awesome. That's great. That's great. Um, also, I know this is what you're thinking, Bassett, Bowerman. Maybe. Can we change it? We can change it. I will have a Bowerman take at the end of two days from now. All right. Because there's a chance the three female nominees are all going to be global medalists. Stay tuned. That'd be pretty crazy. Which shows that they voted the right way. Let's go to the 200. 200. Men or women? Well, let's just go with the women first. Ladies first. It was nuts. Shrika Jackson (sighs) ran the second fastest time of her life. It It was in a... Semi, I looked it up, one one hundred slower than Elaine's semi in Tokyo last year. So there is precedent for this, but that's an all-time mark there, 2167. I saw the six on there. I said, does that, can that be right? Is it actually 2167? And lo and behold, Gordon, um, it was. And listen, she hasn't gotten that gold. She hasn't had that gold medal moment. I think it's going to happen, but it's going to be hard because in Heat 3, Shelly Ann Fraser Price looks like she's just going to run as almost as well as she did in the 100. And that's not something we're typically used to seeing. She's got one 200-meter gold versus seven 100-meter golds. So it's a little bit lopsided, but she ran 21.82. So now we have um, pretty much a dream final here with everybody getting through who you thought would get through. I mean, if you start at the beginning of the year, you'd obviously want um, Thomas in there and Bowman, you know, the medalist back. But based on who started the meet, Jackson, Fraser Price, Chandler Clark, Asher Smith, Thompson Hurrah, Saini, Kambunji, and Abby Steiner. And five of those women ran under 22. Prandini ran 22.08 and didn't make it to the final. It was so fast. Good good wins today, though, for wind um, for all the heats except heat three. Like, Shrika Jackson had a plus two behind her. I want to say, see, if you were, if you were on this podcast, I probably will go to an extreme and would really want to – Lean into Sharika Jackson and looking at the all-time lists of 200 meters all-time because yeah. she didn't run that 2167 all out. She looked like she was holding a lot back. Flojo's record of 21.3 is pretty far out there. It's similar to you know yeah. like a Bolt record of 9.58. But I definitely think you know she is gonna be in conversation at least break Elaine Thompson Hurrah's Jamaican record. Right. And I think that's a good comp because last year, the semi for Thompson Ra, as I mentioned, looked similar to, to Jackson's. Um, but that's a long way from 21.5 to 21.3. We can yes. see the second. This is not a take that's going to get aggregated. Usain Bolt is not going to quote Unless tweet we this. But we could, up the right way. we could see the second fastest women's 200 see, in that's history. that's no fun to say. I know. That's why I didn't say that. The incentive structure is all off. Yes. That's, that's the problem with media yeah. in, in 2022 but i believe that let me just say i believe that we could and it's not out there i mean she only needs to run a couple hundreds faster okay. than she's already run but i guess i'll say this 
I expect her to run the second fastest time in history. Not she could. I'm saying I expect her to run the second fastest time. She's going to run 21.4. We could see a 21.4. And we've never seen a 21.4 before. We've seen 21.3. Never seen a 21.4. Exactly. First time ever. That's history. 21.4, Sharika Jackson. I think Shelly Ann Frazier-Price is going to get runner-up. Yeah. I think she's going to run well. And I think that third spot is going to be not be. I don't think Elaine Thompson Raw is going to get the third spot. She had to get in on time. She did not look good in. Well, that heat was really fast, though. Yeah, but I think that third spot is going to be between Dean Asher Smith and Abby Steiner. Abby Steiner did not look good in her prelim, but, you know, she got second behind. She got a big cue. Dean Asher Smith looked good in her prelim, prelim got a big cue. Dean Asher got fourth in the 100. So I like that. Yeah. I think between those two women. I think uh, advantage Asher Smith. There's another woman in there, sleeper Tamara Clark. Tamara Clark were really good. That's true. She won that race. She beat she beat Asher Smith and yeah, Thompson Rowe. and ran twenty one ninety five. And she hasn't had to deal with a college season. She's been under the radar. You no, know, we, we should just list all the other six runners and be like, they all have a shot for third. No, I'm going to tell you the list of people who don't. No. Okay. No. Tell no. Tell me who has a shot for third. Well, I think Jackson and. Fraser Price are going to go one, two. I think you're right. I think it's I think it's those three. Okay. Like I would go Clark, Asher Smith. Um, I don't know though. I think Steiner. That's going to be tough, man. That's going to be tough. Now her race was the race with the, the negative wind. You know, you compare it to a plus two wind. And can Thompson or Rock kind of just get it back on track a little bit? So another cold take. Maybe everybody can get bronze. I don't know. See, like, that's mean, why we can't have this. We should have cut it See, off you know, after the first one. We should have Everyone can get a medal. Participation trophies out there. Well, I'm already listing six people. So don't be a like, coward. Have a take. Come on. My, so who do I think could win bronze? No. Who's going to win oh, bronze? Oh, who's going to win bronze? Five, four, three, Tamara Clark. two. See, that's a great take. But that's not what you asked me. You said who could win No, bronze. I'll change it to who will. All right. Let's Tamara Clark, ask me. I know what you're going to say. No one, no, Abby Steiner, we know you're going to say that. You would have picked her in January to get bronze. Right. Or probably gold. Now you're down to it. Yes, Abby Steiner. Do you want to say it? Here, do you want to give for the clip? I'm Morning. Who's going to win the bronze in 200? Dean Asher Smith. Okay. Abby's going to get second. Shelly Ann wait. Off, the, off the podium. Wait, wait. Oh, no, I don't believe that. Be Shelly Ann and then Abby Steiner. That's what I think. I can't. I can't it's, hop off the Steiner train now. I'm it's like, going to be awesome because Shelly hours away. It's going to be awesome because Shelly Ann is bringing it. Yes, that I did not really, expect that. That's what really pushes this race over the top is that Shelly Ann is taking all that 100 meter yeah. success and put it into the 200. That, I thought that, she was going to scratch. Yeah, was that like, was a really dumb. No, I don't have to. I put that in the take trash game. That's not a dumb take. She scratches 200s before. Yeah, so does everybody. Shawna Miller Weibo scratched 200. Yeah, you don't need. All right. It's not, it's Men's 200. Go ahead. You can Men's 200. Yeah. Uh, I guess we got to start with the big news coming out of it. Fred Curley. Well, not only does he not make it, but he may be hurt. He had to go to the medical tent instead of going through the mix zone. He looked not good on that final 50 meters. You saw a grimace in his face. Kind of pulled up a bit. Yeah. Outside of like thinking, okay, whatever. Fred's not you know, going to pull off the double. He's not going to get a medal in the 200. The 200 is so deep. It, we're not going to miss it, right? We're still going to see an amazing 200 final. But Fred Curley is important to the U.S.'s chances in the 4 by one Yeah. What do you think is going to happen here? Do you think Fred Curley is going to run the 4 by one based off what you saw and based on the fact that he had to go into the medical tent? I, I think I think they'll be able to get it going. It, I mean, he was still able to run 
all the way through. And we have a couple days now with a four by one. It didn't never look really comfortable on the curve and then coming off the curve. Normally where we had a little bit of pop, it just, you know, he kind of took an awkward step, it looked like. And and then that's when you saw the grimace on his face. But I think he'll be back for the four by one. Yeah. Get it right. Yeah. Won't be running a bend though. But like do you think there's a risk there that what if all of a sudden, you know, I mean, oh, it's risky. It Bolt be ran a, and pulled up, right, in a, in a four by one? Like, it would not be a U.S. men's four by one if there wasn't risk. That would be crazy day. if that's the, what the failure is for this round of U.S. four by one men is that there's an injury. That would just be awful. Yeah. They get all four, they get all three exchanges perfect, but then there's a pull up with 20 meters to go. Yeah. I think he's obviously going to test it. And I think. Dude. We'll know ahead of time. I mean, this is why you run them in the prelim, too. I know we probably shouldn't talk about this on the podcast. You know, you know what you told me last night or two nights ago about, like, your third prediction? Oh, yeah. Let's not talk about that in the pod. I don't want to jinx it. My predictions keep coming true. My my bad predictions keep coming true. So we're not going to. He's two for two on bad predictions. We're not going to go into the that. The third thing. one, we can't. T- we'll tell you at the end of the pod. If it happens. No, we're going to say it if it happens, and then I will take responsibility. No, we won't. <laughs> no, you're going to take responsibility? No, we're just not going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about it. All right. People in the chat are going to know. We want to, wait, we're not going to keep you. going. Just keep okay, going. Okay, we're not going to tell you. Anyway, all right, Fred Curley. My big concern there is question marks around the four by one. But let's go back to you know the stars. Arian Knighton, Noah Lyles, both look great yeah. going through. We got a clip of Noah Lyles watching Arian Knighton run his semifinal. Lyles went before him. Then Knighton was the third heat. Let's play that clip of uh, Noah Lyles watching Knighton. This ain't no baby stuff right here. So this is going to be a real final. This ain't no baby stuff right here. Confirming what I thought. You always said, hey, there might be baby stuff in the final. I said, no, not in the World Championships. Of it's just adults only. Zero baby stuff. Zero baby stuff. Uh, Lyles, first of all, is hype. He ran he 1962. So <laughs> and they have to wait a day for the final. The final is not tomorrow. He is going to be bouncing off the walls. To get this 200 underway, um, Knight ran 1977. I don't know what you read into it. I think it's between those two guys. Bednarik looked good today. This is the best he's looked all season. Yes. Ran a season's best. Keep an eye on. I think him and Fonbelay are we going to be going for that bronze medal? And then Alexander Ogando, Dominican Republic, goes back to back national records. This is his first time under 20. First round national record, second round national record, 1991. He actually beat. Bonvalet in this race. So he, he could get in there. For, I guess it, I'll say a three-person race for bronze, and then, as we expected, Knight and Laos for gold and silver in some order. Yeah, I think we can get a USA sweep. I think I think Kenny B has shown enough of his progression from kind of not running well back in May and Toe June injury, said. Yeah. due to injury, runs a good USA 100, makes the team in the 200. Now he's starting to come together. we got to forget, Kenny B – According to the World Athletics, number one ranked, the number one ranked 200 meter runner in yeah. the world, mainly because he was running 19 seconds like 20 times in a row at the Diamond League level. That consistency, that experience, he's going to be ready to go. And I think there's going to be a high probability that USA is going to sweep the 100 and the 200. Yeah, the only guys who can get in their way, Van Vliet and Ogando. 
Yeah. That's it. Nogano, I mean, he's too I new. I guess Richards. Dream Richards. Dream, Dream Richards, yeah. 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 The USA sweeping? Who, USA sweeping the one and the two. When's the last time that's happened? Good question. Don't have the stats in front of me. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Anything else in the two? Uh, I'm excited. I, I lost money on Curly. So now yeah. I need to uh, figure out where to put my new money on. Yeah. I'm big on uh, doubling down on my losses. I did that with Josh Kerr. Which mean mean I lost more, but it's okay. I'm still up three hundred dollars halfway through the meet, so that's good. Yeah. Still up three hundred dollars halfway through the meet. Other half to go for those who care about my financial uh, well being. I am planning though transition. Mm. I'm planning to give some of this money that I have a percentage of my winnings to the winner mm. of the first ever and only ever. Yes, yeah, first and last ever float track. 800 meter madness challenge men's 800 men's 800 meter madness challenge go to our youtube channel or go to our twitter feed or just go to the bottom of the video we'll put the link everywhere let's show what we do we got this form here put your name email so we can contact you if you win colt's going to enter this contest for us we can see who colt's going to pick because we believe not a single person will be able to correctly predict the order of the men's 800 and you got to do it before the final. We're no, not, no, 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 no. Before the first round. Before the first round. That's what I meant. We, you're not getting only eight names to choose from. No, you got the whole list. You got the whole list of 45 names to choose from. Yeah. You got to tell us who you think is going to win in first, second, third. If you get it right, you will be. What are we, we don't have a prize yet. The though. prize is going to be 10% of my gambling winnings. You're just going to Venmo them cash? Yeah. Or what? What if you lose money? Then uh, a bill? Venmo uh, request, no, baby. No. Venmo request. No, no, no. If I lose money, then I'll come up with a different price. We want. See, we we needed a better price because that's I want, a great price. If I win a thousand dollars, it's a hundred dollars. I want a lot of people to enter this just because it's going to be so fun to see if we can actually get a winner and how many people's brackets get eliminated. No, how many get eliminated, eliminated after, yeah, after the, the first, first round, round and yes. after the semis, just like they do with March Madness. So please join it, Cole. Who did you go with? Yeah, who did you go with? And, and why? All of your knowledge of track comes from listening to this podcast an hour a day. So, you know, that's, that's something. So, Cole, very limited in my knowledge Cole. here. I did go with Marco Arop as my uh, my gold medal right. finalist. Took Max Bergen. Canadian. As my uh, silver. And then I went way, way down on the list. Career. Oh, career. Oh, the champ. I like okay. that. All right. So that's how you do it. Just hit the submit there. And then you're good to go, right? Just a Google form. People can Google figure form. it out. Yeah. To do it, we'll put a we'll put a link in there in the description. Or yeah. just go to our Twitter feed. We'll figure. We'll, we'll find ways to get you it. But yeah, prize is gonna be cash, cash money. Well, someone says you need to establish a prize at the beginning. You can't change the it prize. The, the prize is ten percent of my gambling winnings. That's a great prize. What's the most you can win though? I could. There could be a point where I could be up like five thousand dollars. I still have a lot of open bets. What is there actually going to be? If you I'm have, currently up $300. You know what's how, how sad it's going to be? I'm currently like up you, $300. You Venmo somebody 5 bucks. So right now the prize would be 30 bucks. Yeah, but Do that's have, right now. Do we have t-shirts? Can I like say a t-shirt? 25% of my wedding? Oh, a t-shirt? We don't have a t-shirt. What do we need? We Then come on the pod? Come on the pod? Just enter. There's going to be a great prize. I think cash is a great prize. I don't know why you're against this idea. I think people because you're won. gonna lose. That's why. I'm not gonna lose. I'm winning right now. I just won on. I picked those Santos gold. I won 150 bucks there. 
I got, I, I picked, I don't even know his name to get a medal in the discus thrill. That happened. Oh yeah. 150 bucks there. So, you know, let's touch on the, the discus real quick. And, um, what else do we have? We had the men's, so the women's men's high jump. So discus throw, Christian Che, uh, Alekna. That's who you picked? Or did you pick Goodzius? Goodzius. That's crazy. Danny Stahl didn't medal. I know. That I is nuts. Nervous. So Che, 71, 13 goes over 70 meters. That's a, that's a big mark for him. And then, uh, women's high jump. Great competition there. Uh, Eleanor Patterson of Australia gets the win, goes 202, um, wins on countback over Mahuchik. And then Valerie, uh, Velor Tiagara of Italy, excuse me, third. Um, I lost money on this one because I had uh, Gershenko getting a medal. And it didn't happen. Right. I went two and two today. That's not bad. Two and two. That's All right. Bad. What's the uh, – anything else you want to touch on before we go? Um, what's not- tomorrow? Tomorrow is – Day number six, we have women's 5,000 heats, men's 800 heats. So you have to enter before, which is, a, <coughs> excuse me, we have to enter before 520, 520 Pacific, Pacific yeah. time on that. You're closing it. You need to make sure you close it at that yeah, point. Yeah, well, they, they, there's a timestamp, so I know if you entered after. Google thought of everything, guys. Yeah. So and I know if you're breaking the rules. Women's 400 meter hurdle semis, then women's 400 meter semis, men's 400 meter semis. So there's only one running in final, women's steeple. Guys, it's Nora Jaruta time, all right? We're going to be talking Nora Jaruto for like 40 minutes. I guarantee it, starting at 8.30 Pacific time tomorrow. Enter the Men's 800 Madness Prediction Contest. It's the perfect end, or well, even though the 800 is not over this year, but it's like that's the perfect and cherry yeah. on top of the Men's 800, okay. year, which has been a work of art. Let's do one bet between me and you. If I correctly predict the Men's 800, Gold, silver, bronze. Will you give, oh. me, you give me $100? Yeah. You will? You'll give me $100? Yeah, if you get it right. Yeah. yeah. $100 bet. $100 bet. There's no way I'm getting it right. Your picks were the same as mine, though, when we, or almost the same. No, I'm, I, I have You're going to change them again? Fresh, freshing up my, I'm going to fresh up my picks. Okay. Um, I'm really not confident, but I'm also not confident in your pick either. So I just want to see how many people can get all three people to the final. That's going to be hard. That's <laughs> and again, it's not about getting the three right. They have to be the correct order as well. Yeah. Got to be correct order. All right. Podcast at gmail.com is the email address. Remember, we do a immediate live reaction on the Flowtrack Instagram page, usually starting around 8, 10 Pacific time as we walk over to set up for the pod. And then, of course, we're going to be doing reaction pods for the remaining five days. Uh, there's a bunch of interviews on the site that you can check out. So we got a Sharika Jackson interview that's up there. They're going to go up there in a second. Ari Knighton, the 1500, uh, four meter hurdle, uh, big names from tonight are going to go up there. Jake Whiteman at some point, although he's probably still running victory laps. I said deja vu. What? I don't know. I had deja vu. Well, we've literally done this. This is the fifth night in a row. No, it's like deja vu from like four years ago. I don't think you were here four years ago. I know. That's why it's weird. I had deja vu. How did you know it was four years ago, Deja? It, not, it's an estimate. Not, I had Deja Vu from like, I feel like I'd done this like a long time ago. Was I there? I don't know. I can't explain the Deja Vu. It's gone now. But it was a really weird moment. Was All I right. there? We got to go. People are, sorry, go ahead, Colt. I just wanted to know if I was there in the Deja Vu. No, <laughs> you, you weren't there. It was more just me being here. And I don't know. 
It's weird. It's really hot in this room. That, maybe that's what it's to you. It could be the heat. Someone came up to us when we were leaving, a listener uh, who said, Gordon, you have bad takes. So I was awesome. Yes. We're getting more and more of that. So remember, if you see this man in Eugene or wherever in his life, even if he doesn't even have this job anymore in 10 years, <laughs> and you happen to run into an airport somewhere, say. There's another lady who told me. She probably does. She said, don't make another prediction. Yeah. She's like, stay away from predicting. And then I told her there's going to be a world record in the yeah. four by one. And she said, stop. Is this the most attention you've ever gotten in your 10 years of the show? I don't know. In your decade sure, of yeah. watching track? This is it, right? I've been watching track for more than so a decade, on. bro. So you're like the thing that you've, you're most known for is, is, is saying that Hurley was going to break Bolt's world record and then Bolt dunk on you. That's probably it, right? I mean, you got aggregated. Have you been aggregated for anything else? Uh, no. I mean, I, I tweet cool. about Sixers stuff and try to get retweeted that way, but that's not as interesting. Yeah. So this is it. That's cool. I'm glad I'm here. Are you for just telling peak. me I peaked? Is that what you're just telling me right Well, right? I, you're, you've got the highest so far. You can keep going up, okay. right? In 10 years, we'll decide if that was actually your peak. Okay. But it's cool to be here because I was like, oh, maybe 2015 Gordon had something that he did that people were like, wow. This is my first global championship. That's true. And you bring, you're bringing it. We, it's I, kind of appropriate that in your first global championship, the thing you become known for is just a horrible take. Just being wrong? Yeah. That kind of fits, right? Because you have so much practice with terrible takes, and then you came to the global championships, and you brought your best worst take. I didn't. I I, I want to find a way to get in touch with Fred and ask him if he's like upset or like happy that I thought he was going to break the world record. Okay. Because I he, hope that you get to have that. Because I, I, I didn't get to talk to him in the mix zone because we were here doing the podcast when he won the hundred. Yeah. He went through the medical tent here, so I got to find out if uh, he probably. Doesn't know about it? No, he knows about it. He'll probably like dunk on me. He's like, yeah. But it'd be weird to dunk on me because you don't want to dunk on someone who said that you're great. Yeah, right? that's true. So he's like the one guy who's probably like he okay with he it. He likes the tweet. Yeah, he's like the one guy who's like, good job, Gordon. So I got one fan out there. It was right. just cool that nobody thought it was a good take. Like, there's not, there's been a single Fred. Take. Fred thought it was a great take. Well, no, he never said coach. that. They thought it. They didn't say it. Two things it. people agree on leaving out of day five. Ball start rule needs to be changed. Yes. And Gordon's take was bad. Everything else people disagree. I'm going to redeem myself yeah. eventually. I got five days to redeem myself. All right. We're good. We'll leave it there. Thanks, Colt, for staying up. Um, Colton says that Colt, uh, that Gordon peaked, at least. So someone thinks he did peak. But hey, no, some people have never been aggregated by a Jamaican publication. So. Enjoy your peak. Nice. Uh, we'll be back day six tomorrow. Thanks, everybody, for listening and downloading. Really do appreciate it. Again, subscribe to Slow Track Podcast YouTube page. Tell your friends. Tell your family. We're doing this every night of the championships. We'll talk to you tomorrow.